Yeah. Uh, uh, it's just my phone getting an email. You'll edit that part out because it's really boring. Or <laughs> you'll leave it in because it's something totally different. Um, little, edit it out. A little Morgan flavor for you. <laughs> We need to talkers. I want to thank everyone who could make it out to our annual convention in Cabo. We all had a great time, uh, especially Jenny, as she always does. Today is a special episode. We have a guest that hasn't happened in a while. This man went through a divorce and came to us for help. That's not true. He's doing fine. Why is he doing so fine? We'll, we'll get into that. How has he coped with such change? We'll get into that. Many people know him as Morgan. That's also what we know him as. I don't think he's gone by any other aliases in his life. And I think this episode revolves around his comfort with his situation and a certain zen that he has. And can he teach us how he achieves this? Welcome to We Need to Talk. It's been a while since we had a guest at the table. With us today is Morgan. Is that where I should speak? <laughs> uh, I no, I don't know. No. There's a long pause. No, just use your best social abilities during this podcast. Oh, Jesus, my very best. Yeah, you got to bring your best to. You're raising your b- the bar. <laughs> I don't know. Give yeah. us a sense of. Uh, where you where you are in life as a person. Hmm. Let's oh. start there. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I know. I know. Getting deep. Yeah, we didn't come to mess around. Well, where is uh, it's been a crazy week for me. Uh, I just, I've been striking. My mm-hmm. I'm a special education assistant, so I've been walking picket lines. A union um, member. Like miles and miles and miles a day. Did, have you striked before? No. Stroken. Struck. Nope. No, it was a first. Um, what do you think? Striking sucks. <laughs> it really does. Like my legs were so tired. Why you? Why not? Why day. not do a sit-in? I don't know. I felt like as a as a healthy, like active person, that if people should be walking and striking, that I should do that. What's That's part what's of why the I did that rather than going to like a sit-in kind of thing or whatever? Um. Just to get around the neighborhood? I don't know. That's an interesting question. Well, probably are you, to, probably, are you, are you just walking probably in to help, circles? Probably to help kill boredom a little bit, because like, walking back and forth along the block is better than standing still. The whole so time. you're just going up and down the block? Yeah. So busy month. Crazy busy. busy Regionals week. for my ultimate team this past weekend. Ultimate. Fris- Frisbee. I mean, that, we, you know. Right. It's just, no, it's, it's, it's just it's, ultimate, it's really. It's just ultimate. Like, that kind of irks me, because we don't play with Frisbees. We play with discs. discs. Ultimate disc. Yeah. Oh, really? Frisbee, frisbee, yeah, I don't have, oh, I don't so, have a frisbee. So you, I have you don't have <laughs> Yeah, it's true. <laughs> okay, I didn't know that. I think I probably yeah. called it all frisbee. Frisbee is a brand form. name, and oh. they make, they make a variety of discs, actually. Mm-hmm. What do you like about Ultimate? It's constantly challenging. 
do you find you don't get that challenge in other sports? I don't want I don't want to be tackled or to like administer a crushing hit on anybody. So like football doesn't appeal to me for that. A lot of other sports don't appeal for, to me for that. I'm not particularly tall and uh, like basketball, like jump dunking, blocking a shot. Mm-hmm. No, I can't. I'm, I can't dribble a basketball very well. I have basically zero basketball skills. See, so like a, process of elimination. I tried so I tried every sport and I was terrible at all of them. And ultimate, I'm at least okay. Ah, good. It's kind. It's not. That's kind of true. I see a tennis racket over there too. Yeah. You're not a Seattleite, though. We're just gonna, we're going to no. zoom out here. Yep. You're not switching you're not gears. From Seattle. Nope. Uh, so you're from Illinois, Jacksonville, Florida. Well, Jacksonville, Illinois. I've not heard of it. Mm. South. Okay. <laughs> Pretty far south. Yeah. Down in Florida. Yeah, I knew. It. <laughs> 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 I first saw that sigh in my head. <laughs> Why'd you do it again? <laughs> uh, yeah, own. Illinois originally, uh, Champaign-Urbana, <laughs> and then... Champaign-Urbana? Yeah, born in Champaign, lived in Urbana mostly, though. Uh, in Il- Illinois? Yeah. Okay, okay. And, uh, and then you went to college in... <laughs> Indiana. I lived in Indiana from age 11 to 28. So you Whoa. grew up in Indiana? 2011 to 28. Well, that's an interesting... Statement. I would say I grew up in Illinois more. At age 11, I had, like, clear thought and cognition, and I understood, like, that I was a person separate from others and that kind of thing. Theory yeah. of mind and whatnot. Um, well, yeah, when do, but you, when do you think that everybody, you develop... I'm still growing. I'm still learning and changing now. God, yeah, understand. when do you... Like, if you, you only went to 10 in Illinois... How would you still say you, my life would you still say you grew up in Illinois? I would have a long time ago, but my my ex wife uh, used to really get mad at me for saying I grew up in Illinois because <laughs> I only lived there until I was eleven. It is an interesting thing, but it, it's, I, like it's I think it's because thing. I you know somebody says where are you from? Oh, I grew up in Illinois. When you're fourteen, you say that. When you're fifteen, you say that. When you're twenty, you say that. Yeah. And then when do you start not saying that if that's what you've been saying? I I don't know. So I guess now, kind of, or in the last few years, I grew up in Illinois and Indiana. Yeah, yeah. I because that I think eleven is like a the a barrier age there. It's like one or the other. It's different kind kinds of, of growing up. up. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I'm definitely more grown up now than when I moved to Seattle. Disc, ultimate disc, is is very central to Morgan's life ever since he found it. And like a disc rotating in the air, his life is about to, to spin quicker, gain some altitude, and see some real changes as he meets his ex-wife. area playing in a tournament called smut smoky mountain ultimate tournament so quirky playing on a team that i think 
wound up being State Fair. The name? The team name was State Fair. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. What What do you want to know about this again? Like, Just how did you meet? Oh, how did I meet my Ex- ex-wife? Wife. <laughs> 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 All right. So we uh, playing Ultimate Frisbee against each other. Um, one of her teammates got injured in the game that our team was playing. I think I was on the sideline at the time, and she, like, screamed blood-curdling yells of pain and horror. And so I I checked in later in the day with uh, Julie and her friend Clarissa, who were the co-captains of that team. And I was like, How, how's your friend? Did she, like, what, what's up? Because she, like, left in an ambulance or whatever. And she was fine, I guess. <laughs> Chatted with them, met them, got their names. Didn't see them again till later at the party type environment like tournaments for ultimate teams tend to stay at the same hotels a lot Mm -hmm. when they go to a tournament because everybody's looking for just the cheapest place to like stow eight people with sleeping bags in a two to four person hotel room and pay really low amounts each person right because like we're only there to sleep basically Mm because we're gonna go get drunk at the party and go play ultimate all day come back crash get up leave um so I was hanging out at like a day's in in Knoxville, Tennessee, and my teammates were going to go to a strip club, and I was like, hmm, I could go to a strip club, I could go to sleep, and like Julie and her teammates came in the door, and they just looked like they were having a good time, uh-huh. and uh, I was like, I'm going to go hang out with these people, because they look like fun, because uh-huh. I wasn't really feeling the strip club, Yeah, and uh Julie and I sat on a curb watching her teammates play this game called Beer Frizz, which is a drinking game involving Frisbees and beer bottles and the ground. Frisbees. So you have to have a... Discs, Frisbees, you know, whatever. Almost, but... Nasty, I I I, try and police This is why I don't really give a shit how you call it, because, like, I grew up in a pre-disc era, right? Um, Me too. Maybe. What are we saying, grew up? <laughs> I'm talking about the '80s, man. It's a callback. <laughs> How old were you in the '80s? I was two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you watched them play, and we chatted a lot on the curb and hit it off. And the next day, I had driven to the tournament by myself, so I was looking for people to ride back with because it's like a six-hour mm-hmm. drive and it's boring to ride by yourself. Um, and my own teammates all had their ride situations covered. Uh, and Julie's team were playing like barefoot pterodactyl um, spirit games and shit together, and it was really funny. Mm-hmm. And so I went over to them, and like I played this other spirit game called Bunnies. Anyway, I had a good time with them hanging out, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna head back. Uh, th- their team's from Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky's on the same highway between Knoxville and Indianapolis, where I lived at the time. Seventy-five. 65, but close. Yeah, 65. Yeah, it's pretty ugly. All right. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm going to I'm driving on this road. I'm going to drive right by Louisville. Anybody want to ride with me? I'm I'm going to be by myself and bored. And one of her teammates was like, I'll go. Um and then she, her name's Lauren, turned to Julie and was like, "Julie." And Julie was like, Okay. <laughs> oh my god, that's it? Wow. 
Yeah. It's a split-second decision. And Julie sat up front with me, and Lauren sat in the back. Why do you think that happened? Well, Lauren already had a boyfriend thing kind of going on. Oh, so, so I think that was, was why like, she was Julie, just cool. this guy's cool. Yeah. yeah. So then, well, also I think there was there was flirtation like with me and Julie somewhat in our hanging out on the curb conversation and, and that kind of thing. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know if Lauren saw into that and and tried to help facilitate it or not. I have no idea. Be interesting. So then she was in Louisville and you were in Champaign Urbana. No, Indianapolis. I was Indianapolis. In, I didn't live in Illinois after age eleven. <laughs> didn't touch it. That's right. You grew up in. <laughs> yeah, so I became then, a adolescent yeah. in Illinois. So then, were you guys on AOL chats or something? Uh, like phone chats and and yeah, Gmail, G chat. Okay, so now you're talking on the phone. You just talk on the phone all the time, and then somebody decided to come up or down. Uh, I mean, so I got home after. So I dropped. I, we went to team dinner. Uh, okay. Like I drove them to team dinner. And actually, that was all that was promised initially. Uh, team dinner was like an hour away from the tournament before Louisville. And they uh-huh. were maybe going to go get in somebody else's car. But uh, they stayed all the way to Louisville in my car. Uh-huh. Um, dropped them off. When I got home, because Indy is like two hours from Louisville or so, um, I had already gotten a Facebook friend invite. Uh-huh. That's That's what... <laughs> From Julie. Yeah. Oh. A LinkedIn request. Yeah, right. Yeah. A MySpace Essentially. Postage. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's a good sign. Not a bad sign. Yeah. It's certainly not yeah, a bad sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh and and yeah, I was like, okay, accept and we I don't know I don't know how much we talked that week. We talked at least enough that that next weekend I drove so I, I had a family thing in Chicago area because uh-huh. I had a cousin get like drafted into the NHL or something like that. Um, so I went up to like celebrate that, and I was initially going to hang out the whole weekend up there, but instead I drove from Chicago down to Bloomington, Indiana, my my college town, because there was an ultimate tournament there that her and her team were going to be at to play at. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that went well. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and then you just develop the relationship. She gets a job from that in point. And... From that point, we talked really regularly, really often. Started yeah. essentially dating pretty soon. Um, a lot of driving, 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 a lot of driving back and forth between Indianapolis and Louisville. Um, she was, what's the city? She was a college us? senior, and I was working, so like it was easier for me to do the driving. I think. Most of the time, just mm-hmm. leave work on Friday, have my weekend bag ready kind of thing, head down. Um, plus, hanging out with a bunch of college kids was more fun than hanging out with like my nerdy friends in yeah. Indianapolis. Louisville is much more fun than Indianapolis. Um, so, yeah. She graduated, moved to Indianapolis. We moved in together, got engaged, got married. Yeah. She got into grad school out here at Central. Yeah. We moved to Ellensburg for that. Two years there. I worked in Yakima, Mental Health, AmeriCorps. Uh, I worked in Thorpe, Special Ed Assistant. Yeah. Still did the mental health gig on nights and weekends sometimes. What was the mental health job? Uh, Like a housing... um, 
as I worked at a group home. I worked at two residential facilities. That's what I was. I worked in residential facilities. Um, Just like counselor aid. Yes. Yeah. Counselor aid. Uh, I did mostly only overnight shifts uh, because I had like a full-time job otherwise. Um, So most of what I did was make sure people were in bed slash at least home and following like curfew kind of things. Mostly they were in bed though because like my shifts would start at 11 p.m. or midnight-ish. Cleaned a lot of bathrooms. Toilets, sinks, showers, um, did dishes, dust, vacuum, sweep, whatever, clean things, then make breakfast. Uh, Sometimes administered medication under specific nurse guidelines and all sorts of various legal things and whatnot. Yeah. Hmm. Kind of whatever to just get through. Yeah. Then grad school was ending. It was two years. Yeah, we both looked for work, applied for jobs, I don't know, 20-ish jobs each in Washington and Oregon. And it was like four or five days before we were like out of money and we're going to have to move back home and live with somebody's parents for a while that she got she got an AmeriCorps job. So like we were going to be rolling in it. Um, but we moved to Seattle off of that because we were confident that with my experience and stuff, but I would be able to find work somehow. And I got a shitty tutoring job with this terrible company called C2 um, that nobody should ever, ever support. And uh, worked for them for a while. And then, and I was applying for jobs. Like, there are a lot of classroom assistant jobs, like what I'd been doing in in Indiana and in Thorpe. Um, But... It was all summer school stuff, and it's like, if you're not already there and in the system, they're not going to hire you for that. Uh, But I got in as a sub. I got hired as a sub by three different school districts in, like, the same week that I got uh, into 826 as a volunteer. And and then of those three districts, one of them, like, called me with work the next Monday, and that was Seattle Public Schools, and that's my primary job for five years since. Well, this is my fifth year now. Wow. God. It's quite a wrap. It sounds very successful. You know, it's like, You've done a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's just in a few like, years. I have no idea. It's just since 2010. I know. I've had like 15 or 16 jobs in my life. Morgan then goes into his recent bike troubles. One very nice bike that he had was recalled for a certain part. He got it fixed, but as he was riding it, that same part still sheared off, causing him to take quite a fall. And the bike company got him a new bike, hoping to keep him quiet. But that bike was recently stolen, so he's down to his backup bike. And I'm not naming any bike names like Trek, but, you know, just be careful who you buy from out there. And now let's let's hear a little more about how Morgan's dealt with all this emotion, not all of it bad, not all of it good, and how he's stayed positive 
through all of them. We haven't we don't we haven't talked about the things we usually talk about. What do we us, what do you usually talk about? Aside from meeting and and starting and ending yeah, relationships. Yeah. More of that. I want more of that. More of that. Oh, more okay. That. Well, I uh, haven't had a relationship since that, but we could go to further history when where we could talk about like doesn't have to be subtler things. What do you feel like your What do you feel it. shaped your ideas of romanticism movies at what age why are you answering for you now now anytime because it hasn't changed much are you jaded once they're set i feel like they haven't changed they don't change too much do you want to get married again Hmm. i don't have a particular drive to get married are you jaded do you want kids relationships women hmm no not jaded not sure about kids I used to really be sure about kids and really want kids. Yeah. Not sure. Yeah. Are you excited? About your future? Definitely. (laughs) Why would you not be excited about your future? If you're not excited about your future, (laughs) if you're not excited about your future, you need to change something. What does that mean? Why are you so excited about your future? What do you have in your future that we don't have? Because he just came out of a cocoon. I have everything in my future. Yeah. yeah, everyone has everything had, in the future, but there's there a lot of crap in that everything. Yep, but that's part of the beauty of all of it. Um, yeah, you, so yeah, that's you something wanna, you tell you yourself say, to live with. So, it. Evan, if you want, like, movies definitely shaped my idea of romanticism, but books yeah. too, but also, like, my own family, my mom, and, like, her relationships mm-hmm. and co- conversations with her a lot too. Like, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are, your, are your parents still together? No. No. When did they divorce? When I was like one, oh. you grew up with your mom. Yeah, things about so love ex- and romance. You're excited though. Yeah. Do you have any yeah. tips to be excited? Yeah. It's, uh, it's I, well for me. It worked out. I've been that way for a long time. Um, just to be focused on like the happy things and positive stuff like what if you like do what 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 if you like say on like a Wednesday you have an appointment for a root canal mm. you get there and the doctor's like he opens you up and he's like I, I can't do this root canal I, we actually have to do it tomorrow because um, there's would too much puck yeah it would suck and then like and then you have to do it tomorrow in the morning so like what is your what do you say to that that sucks but, I mean, do you just turn out the light at night and go to sleep? That sucks. I mean, you, you, you have to do it, right? Like, I've never had a root canal. I've never had to have one. Mm-hmm. But you get them when they're kind of necessary, right? It's not like mm-hmm. it's not like a cosmetic thing. Mm-hmm. So you just have to deal with it. Just got to walk through the fire. When you say be positive, do you have, do you have practices that you do? Do you meditate? Do you uh, I, I used to exercise? I used to meditate. Um, and I would say when I was younger and like happiness and positivity was more of a struggle. And I did meditation. I don't know if that necessarily made a difference um, so much as maybe acknowledging like emotional distress slash depression slash mm-hmm. frustration and like confronting it 
um, which I did through journaling hmm. and talking with family mostly and friends sometimes. Um, well, and what was that like? Mid twenties. Oh, kind of the height. Like of twelve through twenty five ish. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is part of why I feel like I was grown up ish mm-hmm. at eleven. Like, because I started talking about a lot of pretty intense emotional things at a young age. My mom was a child psychology major when I was young and I went to class with her sometimes cause like she's a single mom. Right. And so I would ask questions about a lot of stuff. I was very precocious mm-hmm. and very intelligent and very interested in everything when I was little. Mm-hmm. So hmm. yeah, like my mental acuity that's where I feel like I grew up in Illinois. I didn't get smarter after age 11. <laughs> you I still just, feel that I've way. just learned more things, but I'm, I'm not any more intelligent. Wow. That's and, interesting. Yeah. It's interesting you... Like, if, I, you look at me, if you look at me when I was like 13, there's nothing I do now that I couldn't have figured out and, and comprehended then, except for like social, emotional kinds of stuff. Yeah. But it's just a matter of years of experience, not yeah. like my brain couldn't have done it. It's weird you have that break that you can go to when you're 11 versus 12. Whereas, like, I Well, can't... just because, I mean, the move is yeah, more about yeah. that than the yeah. actual mental thing. Like, in that age range, though, like, there's, yeah. Because, like, I can't, I can't point to something in my old adolescence that I'm like, uh, yeah, like, that was pretty much, I guess, my bar mitzvah, but, like, eh, I was not... <laughs> It took a while for me to grow up, I think. Yeah. Well, and again, like, I'm still learning and growing. But, like, yeah, a lot of my... You knew you were a person, though. Yeah. I I don't think I knew I was a person for a while. When did you learn that? I don't know. 17? 22? I was an only child, you know, and my mom was young, and, and so I, like I said, I went to college classes with her sometimes as a kid, and, like, I hung out with her and, like, grad school people. You know, when I was like eight. So I was around a lot of interesting conversations, I think. And I was like the only kid. And then I was the oldest kid when I had like cousins and stuff. So I was still kind of hanging out at the adult table all the time, even though I was still kind of like a kid. Yeah. I was the youngest child. Me too. You guys are still trying to get to the adult table. Uh huh. Especially when you go home for stuff, right? Is there anything you might want to cover? Anything you want to just speak about? Hmm. Not even on the podcast. Not even on the podcast. I mean, we haven't talked about you guys at all. Yeah. Well, Morgan, thank you so much for being here. Um, I live here, but sure. (laughs) Always a smart aleck. Thanks so much. Dan, back to you. (laughs) Thanks. I think what to take away from this is that it's all about what you focus on. Morgan didn't focus on his lack of expertise at other sports. He just kept focusing on finding one that he identified with and identified with strongly. 
he's not focusing on how his bikes keep disappearing one way or another, but on not using a car and making friends when needing rides. So if you have a root canal, maybe you focus on uh, getting to spend time in a waiting room, uh, getting a free toothbrush, free anesthetics. It's up to you to find what to focus on. Rock hard. I don't work out enough for that.